Chapter Six of the Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Debbie R. Baker Robinson. The Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods by Herbert Carter. Taking a risk for the sake of little Lena. Tad understood it all now, and the knowledge gave him a thrill. He thrust out his hand to the young guide with boyish enthusiasm. Shake, Jim, he exclaimed. I just know you did what any decent man would have done. And so you managed to run away with the old man's daughter, did you? Was she all he had? Only little Ina, and he believed the sun rose and set in her like. They could all say as Cale Martin wore a bad man, and he wore rough as they make em sometimes. But he'd a laid down his life for that gal any day. I was dead sorry to have to do it, but I know he'd never give in, and I just couldn't live without her. We got out in this district when Kell wore off on a hunt, and I ain't never seen hide in a hair of him since. But he sent me word that if so be I ever came back to the old stomping grounds, he had had it in for me all right. How long ago was that, Jim? Nigh a year and a half now, the other replied. And of course your wife has often wished she could see her father again, Jim? The guide groaned cried her putty eyes out and wanting to see her dad he admitted but what could a man do about it if kale he wouldn't forgive me he sent word as how lena could come back but me never and in course she wouldn't quit me but now jim tell me about who gave you the orders you were saying something about a while ago pursued tad she done it in course answered the other heaving a sigh i knowed the risk i were taking but i'd do a right smart more for my lena then as i take it jim you don't really want to avoid old kale this fiery father-in-law of yours in fact you mean to see him face to face got her replied the other laconically cause she says so it may be i can do it on the way up to the lakes but if not then i'm a-coming back with eli and the canoes this aways arter y'all gets aboard your train and i'll hang out around this district until we meets never dar show myself to her lest i done everything and gone to carry it out and don't you feel a little uneasy about your ears jim well it wouldn't be just the nicest thing a gone to lose em but she says as how old kale he's bound to cave when he hears what i got her tell him evidently jim had said all he meant to and tad took the hint well all i want to say is that i admire your nerve jim and the lot of us will stand back of you if you get in any trouble he remarked earnestly it's right nice in you to say that sir and i sure predate it the guide went on to say with a tremor in his voice but arter all i guess there ain't going to be any row if me and kale we comes together i'm willing to risk it but i must say is how i don't like the idea of him sottin thar in them bushes aimin his gun at me but cal martin's a squire man as wouldn't shoot down another without giving him a show and i guess he just done it for fun so tad went back to the fire and sat down but he did not join in the merry talk that was going around his thoughts were wholly given up to jim and his story he liked the short guide more than ever and in the same proportion detested the big maine backwoodsman whose daughter jim had run away with presently some of the boys complained of feeling sleepy and arrangements were made for passing the night both jim and eli declared that it would be only the part of wisdom to keep watch there could be no telling what deviltry kale martin assisted by his two congenial spirits cy kedge and ed harkness might attempt to do 
perhaps thinking that it would reflect on the guides if they annoyed the party whom eli and jim were convoying into the main woods they might even try to set fire to the camp and thus spoil the entire trip when morning came tad and allan had taken their turn at standing sentry but none of the other scouts were called upon because the leader did not have the greatest of confidence in their ability to remain awake not to mention hearing and comprehending any sounds that might arise and which spelled danger a consultation in the morning showed that only once had there been heard suspicious sounds it was while allan held the fort and he declared that to the best of his knowledge they were far distant voices on the river but although he listened carefully and was prepared to give the alarm if necessary nothing further developed that might be considered a peril to the camp the boys were feeling pretty good that morning they had most of them enjoyed a fine sleep and were as active as young colts davy in particular seemed to be full of animal spirits and when he felt like it there was no end of the capers the athletic gymnast could do one minute he was hanging from his toes from a high limb looking like a monkey and the next he had let go whirled over three times in the air and landed lightly on his feet on the soft ground after which he would make his little bow just like the celebrated performer in the great and only barnum circus after he has thrilled the audience with one of his marvelous acts bumpus sat and watched all these performances with open mouth secretly the fat boy aspired to imitate davy in some of his antics though giraffe always scoffed loudly at the absurd idea of a heavyweight like bumpus trying to play the part of a nimble ape several times had the ambition of bumpus got the better of his judgment and he had endeavored to follow in the wake of the active member of the party but always with disastrous results so that for some time now he had taken it out in gaping and wishing and longing for the time to come when he could get rid of his surplus fat so that he might be nimble like davy giraffe during breakfast was unusually silent and sober tad guessed where his thoughts were straying and consequently it did not surprise him in the least to overhear the tall boy muttering to himself while he shook his head stubbornly i can do it all right i just know i can step hen amused himself watching a sharp-eyed little striped chipmunk stealing some bits thrown aside from the camp meal time was when step hen might have been guilty of trying to hit such a fair mark with a club or stone but that was in the past he would not have lifted a finger now to injure that innocent little creature for worlds but sat there deeply interested in observing every movement it made just as if it were a pet jim seemed to be himself again at least when tad looked toward him inquiringly the guide nodded his head and smiled evidently jim had slept over his trouble and decided that he was doing the right thing for the sake of little lena he was ready to go right along taking big chances of losing his precious ears for only too well did he know that old kale was a man of his word and that he must have meant everything he said to the messenger who bore the threat to jim davy was wild to develop the film upon which he had taken that snapshot picture on the preceding night but there were a number of obstacles in the way of doing that first of all there were five other exposures on that roll as yet untouched and as a clinching argument davy had not bothered bringing a developing tank or printing outfit along with him fearing that they would take up too much room and so he would have to be content to wait until they reached some place where a photographer held forth who would undertake to do the job for a consideration of course the picture of that breakfast would hardly be complete without step hen suddenly breaking forth in his customary strain where's my oh here it is on my head of course 
how queer that i should forget i put it there and he had to actually take his hat off and look at it as if hardly able to believe his eyes and that for once his anticipated difficulty had been smoothed over so easily davy joined in the general laugh that greeted this outbreak then he walked gravely over and insisted on feeling of step hen's neck hey what are you up to now you jones boy keep your paws off me exclaimed the object of this solicitude suspiciously dodging i only wanted to make sure that the connection was still sound retorted the other because some fine day all of us expect you to lose your head well i've seen you lose yours more'n a few times when you got flustrated and excited and it didn't seem to hurt much step hen retorted there's a big difference in heads remarked davy i should say there was replied the other meaningly and the gray stuff that's in em too some are hollow like a pumpkin while others mine for instance are just crammed full of thinks well i'd advise you to use a few of the thinks trying to remember where you put your belongings and quit accusing the rest of us of playing tricks on you or a silly little jinx of stealing things davy went on shaking his finger at the careless scout if all you fellows are done eating perhaps we'd better get a move on us suggested the scoutmaster of course tad was really only the assistant for according to the regulations governing all troops of boy scouts connected with the parent organization there had to be a grown-up acting in the capacity of scoutmaster though tad had passed an examination that entitled him to receive his commission as assistant from the headquarters in new york city as this gentleman a dr philander hobbs had been unable to get away with him on this trip to maine he had relegated his authority to the shoulders of tad a proceeding that was greatly relished by the other five scouts because they liked to feel that they were depending on themselves with no grown-up belong accordingly there was a movement among the campers tents had to come down and be stowed away and all the material connected with the cooking department made into as small a compass as possible all of them worked but giraffe who was on his knees nearby doing something that tad could easily guess the nature of knowing the stubborn qualities in the angular scout tad felt sure that none of them would know any peace until giraffe had finally managed to strike a clue and effect the end he had in view of making an actual bona fide fire after the way known to the south sea islanders with his little bow his sharp pointed stick set in a hole made in a block of wood and his inflammable tender backed by indomitable energy and get their spirit and for the sake of harmony in the camp tad really wished giraffe would hurry up and solve the knotty problem inside of half an hour they were all packed and ready to make another start in the direction of the eagle chain of lakes to the north End of chapter 6